joining us on this month's review episode. We are talking about the movie Shang-Chi, uh, which, of course, we are all excited about to varying degrees. Uh, Shang-Chi and the legend, Shang-Chi, I'm sorry, Shang-Chi and the legend of the Ten Rings, uh, the Simu Liu vehicle. Uh, this movie is the first of all of Phase 4 to actually, movie-wise, to drive the story forward. Of course, Phase 4 started with Black Widow, which was a flashback. So Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has a unique responsibility of kind of reintroducing us to uh, the mainline Marvel Cinematic Universe as it is now. So uh, we are going to review the movie, and there are going to be full spoilers here uh, once we get out of the quick spoiler-free section that we'll do up front uh, but before we do get into that, I want to let you guys know how you can support the show. Uh, you can follow us, leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening. If that happens to be YouTube, like the video, share it with your friends, subscribe for free. All of that is free and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you to do. Listen to our main show, The Comics Pals, where we talk about the characters that you love and all the places you can find them. If you're a fan of Marvel Comics, if you're a fan of Marvel's characters, listen to that show where we're talking about the news that involves them and all the cool stuff that they're involved in. So let's start this off the way we always do. We're going to go based on Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter and the audience score and simply guess what each score is. Whoever is the closest without going over is the winner of the game today. I am joined by Phil and Kale, and you guys are going to uh, have the responsibility to guess the tomato meter and audience score. So what do you think? Kale, you're always very good at this, so I think you should kick it off. I am, I am notably never any good at this except for the last time. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say 85 critics. I'm gonna say 92 audience. I'm going to say 88 for critics, and I'm gonna say 95 for audience. All right. Well, uh, I believe that would mean that Phil wins. Hell yeah! I never win this. <laughs> Because the tomato meter was a 92 oh. and the audience score was a 98. It's pretty wow. close on both. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Shang-Chi is doing tremendously well by both those metrics. That has to be one of the better performing uh, superhero movies of all time. I think you're right. Surely. Yeah. yeah. That metric, at least. Uh, that bit, by the way, is based on 232 reviews from reviewers and then 2500 plus verified ratings so that those are people who you know have seen the movie um that are that are uh, giving it you know very high praise but the praise of others is not what matters here it's whether or not we like the movie so let's kick off our review for shang chi with our spoiler free comments just the quick hits, the things you want someone to know if they're wondering if they should go check it out. Okay, Kale. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I think it with this film, I think it, it, it goes without saying the action is incredible. Um, I mean, you can see that much from the trailers. Um, the the action, the the effects, and everything are are really cool. Um, I I think that, and I know we'll talk about this, but the the way the the ten rings are actually used, I is dope as hell. Um, but I I just couldn't get into this. I had a lot of trouble. Um, just enjoying myself. Um, to be honest, for to me, it felt like one long car commercial mixed in with a, a kid's movie. I just, it felt like a, a giant mishmash of things I've seen before. So this was the first movie that I have seen in movie theaters since the January 2020, I believe. I think the last thing I saw was uh, Parasite. So it's been a long time. Man, last thing I saw was... Uh birds of prey so it had been a minute uh what i will say about this movie is i think it is one of the best solo uh marvel movies ever i I thought it i knew this review was gonna go this way it happened (laughs) with dr strange i thought this was spectacular for marvel movie i thought simu lu was extremely charismatic i thought aquafina was awesome. I thought uh, Menger Zhang was very good, and uh, Tony Lung was phenomenal as the antagonist. thought the action was spectacular. I thought the plot was just cohesive, and it felt like a movie. Like, it felt like an actual movie. Like, things happened, and they paid off in ways that doesn't always happen in Marvel movies, in a really satisfying way. Uh, as far as like a solo Marvel film, I think this ranks right up there with Black Panther and like Winter Soldier. I think this was a fantastic movie. Hmm. So uh, I'm going to say that I think the performances were really strong by and large. I really agree with what you said about the actors. Like I really... I didn't know much about Tony Lung before before this, but boy, oh boy, um, his Wen Wu was just tremendous. And I think that, I mean, they put a lot of the movie on his back. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the promotion uh, he was featured in, especially elsewhere. Um, and even within the movie, you know, a lot of the, especially earlier parts of it are, you know, feature him quite a bit uh, earlier and then later on. Um, so he did a great job. Simu Leo, I've never seen before act anywhere. And I think he also did a great job. And then Aquafina, um, I don't necessarily have a high opinion of, but uh, I think she did a great job here. So the performances all around were great, but I did not like this movie very much. Ooh. Yeah. This um, is unusual for me to be the one coming into the Marvel movie being like, wow, this was really good. And I know. Everyone else being like, yeah. oh, I don't know. I'll say I liked it more than I thought I would. But similar to Kale, I had a hard time feeling invested, especially when they, um, well, when it gets into the second act, I really found myself struggling to stay in the pocket. Whereas the first act, I really connected more with the characters that uh, Simu and Aquafina play. And I felt like, okay, I really like this dynamic, this duo, they're cool, they're cute. 
and I, I, you know, I, um, I want to see what they go through. But as things developed, uh, I just struggled. And then the third act for me, this movie went off the rails. So yeah, there are um, issues with the third act. I one thousand percent agree. Yeah, but the action was amazing. And if you are an action enthusiast, you, I think you have to see this. There are plenty of nods and winks to action movies of old. And I think that you will find something here for you if you enjoy, you know, uh, a movie that's about martial arts or a movie that includes a lot of martial arts. I think we're good on the spoiler-free stuff. If you want to hear our thoughts about the movie in full, just keep on listening. And if you want to see it first, hit that pause button, go check it out and come back to us. So let's kick it off. Uh, we, we, we start actually uh, with pretty much the origin of Wen Wu and we see that he's like a is it, would you say like a Genghis Khan type of of of, of person yeah, yeah. He, he's been alive for a thousand years he's like a warlord that's conquering the world um the one thing that didn't entirely add up is like how he's been ruling the world through the 20 20th century like it, that's not entirely clear because like you know he's not like a global dictator i guess it's behind the scenes but i felt like that was a little muddled and lost in translation but we get the point he's a very powerful figure through a millennia yeah um and we see his we see his origin we, we get an understanding of like how he has accomplished this and it's through these 10 rings that he has acquired uh we don't even really know how but he has them mm. and I kind of like how they didn't explain that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, We didn't need all that extra detail. I think it goes to show how ready audiences are to accept wackiness without much explanation. Like, okay, he's got these rings. Like, we just saw a dude snap the half the planet's population in half. Sure, why not? Whereas if this was Thor in 2011, they go way out of their way to explain what these things are, where they came right. from, or whatever. But it's part of the mystery of what's happening next. Exactly. Uh, and then they show how he softened and how he, you know, meets this woman and, and he, you know, falls in love with her. I really like that scene, by the way, their fight, their dance fight thing, whatever that was. That was kind of really like beautiful. Um, and we've not seen anything like that in a Marvel movie. He's such an interesting character. First of all, just the performance. There was so much charisma and gravitas behind him like this. There's a scene later in the movie in the third act when he shows up in the place that they have to go to where uh, he talks to like an elder where it's like, watch your tone. Like, I'm your young man. Yeah. He says, he very specifically says young man. And it threw me for a second. And and just there was so much uh, poise and dignity to his performance for someone that, you know, is effectively just like a mass murderer. Mm. Um, You know, he's murdered probably thousands of people over like millions of people over thousands of years and so there's they do a great job of, of kind of juxta- juxtaposing this gentleness that he forms when he meets his wife uh in this incredibly well choreographed fight uh versus like the monster that he was and the monster he becomes again through his grief right yeah i, th- I thought that was all brilliant and, and well done um and I agree with you. Like I had several problems with the idea that Wenwu is this, you know, global mastermind dictator who's who is anonymous. No one knows him. 
Uh, he's not on anyone's radar. That's not realistic. And obviously, I accept he's got 10 rings of power, but I can't accept that part. Just because, you know, we all live in the world and we know what it would be like if there was a guy like that. Yeah, even in history, because, like, you feel like we know who Genghis Khan is, right? Right. Like, you would think this guy would be taught in textbooks for what he did, and even in ancient history. Even if, like, the narrative is that, like, he went behind the scenes and became, like, kind of like a, you know... Uh, some kind of like mob boss type guy over time because of whatever reason you would think that he was known in history books and he does make the point at a family dinner where he talks about how he's gone by many names over the years so it's possible that just many different people have been attributed to his actions because Mm -hmm. how could a person possibly live a thousand years in the real world unless you know they were known by many different aliases but um yeah i don't know yeah and also why did he decide not to rule the world why why just rule whatever the hell he rules Um, yeah he he met his wife in 1996 and we see like all these things of him like orchestrating assassinations and bombings and stuff you know what was he what was he planning on doing in the last hundred years or he's been alive for a thousand years what was he doing in the 1700s why didn't he take over the world then or whatever i don't know all this is just kind of glossed over right and that was frustrating for me. Um, but it was easier to swallow that pill because of his performance and, uh, you know, who his character was. There was this softness that we got to see that was just almost weird to be juxtaposed with the murder we just saw him committing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's one compliment I really want to levy at this movie, too, is the way it weaved in backstory it's not a traditional origin story movie where things happen chronologically of like i mean there is that but like all the backstory stuff when shang chi was a kid it's all fed in when it fits the narrative and the plot of the film so like we're almost three-fourths of the way through the movie when we see shang chi's mother murdered and when it does happen that way, it's a really compelling and powerful scene, mostly because of the performances. Absolutely. Um, and at that point, you know, we kind of know or figure that, that she didn't have a good ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see it happen and to see, you know, that Shang-Chi saw it happen, you know, it's just... I, that's one thing I will absolutely give this movie. This movie understands its characters, their emotions, and how to get us to feel for them. And I think it succeeds at that almost every time that it tries. I'm going to push back on that a little. Um, I think in the one place it doesn't work for me was when Shang Chi's having his his long dark night of the soul. You know, he's sitting in front of the river and he's trying to confront the fact that he did kill the person when Wu sent him to kill. Mm. And that just didn't work for me. It didn't. I I don't know. There, There was something about the character up to that point that didn't feel like he was carrying a weight like that. You know, I, I, I disagree, and I, I respect that you felt that way, but um, my, my pushback on that would be that 
you know, we're introduced to this character and he's parking cars and a big theme for both him and Aquafina's character, Katie, is that they're not living up to their quote unquote potential, right? And a big part of the climax when, when Shang-Chi's fighting his dad is he, he, he tells his son that he's been running away and hiding his entire life. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he hasn't confronted the fact that he did kill someone and not just anyone. He killed the person that is directly responsible for his mother's murder. And that's a big part of this movie as an overall theme is, is kind of like a legacy. Um, You know, his father trained him to get revenge for his mother's murder. And that wasn't satisfying for Shang-Chi. So a big part of Shang-Chi's character arc here was becoming his own person because when he's training with his aunt, his aunt says to him, you know, your mother knew who she was, but do you know who you are? And so it's all about coming into his own identity. And that's like a big, that's the other big theme of this movie is just grappling with your ancestors and with the person you are because Shang-Chi's got to own both his father's history and his mother's history. And they're both complicated and complex. Yeah, sure. And it beats you over the head with that. But in this moment, <laughs> I, I, I just didn't, maybe it was the performance, maybe it was the way that, you know that story was carried out through the flashbacks i like what it did or what it was trying to do you know what you described is you know it gave us it fed us bits of what happened you know in the flashbacks as they were told but this one just didn't feel right to me well, even yeah. then, when he when he goes to fight his father, he has a chance to launch a fucking Kamehameha blast at him to wipe him out, and he chooses not to. Even when he yeah. says, I'm going to kill my father with conviction, he still can't do it. Sure. Um, you know what? I don't know. I don't know that I that I disagree with you, Kale. I, I think at that point, it, they had been building the emotional, um, you know, building so much it was yeah. so high already that I was just like, okay, I don't know if I needed that one too. Um, Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like that added anything. Yeah. I actually kind of thought that maybe he had done that, but yeah. I almost would have preferred it if that was left up to us to yeah. figure out for ourselves. But I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. That's one of those where like, I'm not going to criticize it for it, but I see why you want to. Or why you feel how you feel, um, but yeah. So uh, Phil mentioned how uh, Shang Chi is living in America, uh, more specifically San Francisco. He's got this friend, uh, Aquafina, plays uh, Katie. Yeah, um, and we see their dynamic. They're really fun. I loved the scene, the opening sequence where the guy is coming out of that hot car and he steps out and he looks like a million bucks. And you think that that's um, you think that that's Wen Wu's son, and it's not. <laughs> that was yeah. good. That, that was, was a good, good gimmick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good fake out. Yeah, and, I th- uh, just uh, quickly, just a yeah. uh, bullshit nitpick with Disney and trailers. They gave it away. Like uh, I don't remember the trailers for this. I I really try not to watch trailers, but fair they enough. Were, like in the in the trailer, you know they they put that line you're 26 years old and you're uh, parking cars when are you gonna grow up and then it shows him you know in the valet suit and it's just like can can we not have anything in the film is there nothing <laughs> left for us 
Well, they even spoiled in the trailers uh, Shang-Chi actually using the Ten Rings, like getting them. Yeah, Although yeah. and that's on the poster. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed that there's there are scenes that were in the trailers that were not actually in the movie. Interesting. Yeah, there's one where, where Shang-Chi has the, uh, the Ten the rings. rings on and he says something to the effect of, is this what you wanted? And I don't believe that was in the movie, but it's in, the, it's in one of the trailers. Interesting. I uh, this is this is why I really try to avoid trailers and posters. And even yeah, when I have to watch them for the show or whatever, I, I don't really retain them. Sure, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that opening scene that we get that introduces Shang Chi to us, everything that follows that up until the end of the first act, I thought was awesome. Uh, seeing him and Katie interact and their friendship, them going out to dinner with their other friends and kind of getting like told off, like, oh, you, you know, you guys are losers. And them going to the karaoke to, to sing and pass out. Like that was fun. And um, I just, I had a blast. And I thought the bus that all that took us to the bus scene, which that was one of the best fight scenes mm-hmm. we've seen in a Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah that was incredible. At first act phenomenal character establishing but that bus scene was was fantastic you know we talked about in the main show there were some complaints about the choreography or whatever and and there are plenty of like like movies with bad martial arts choreography um yeah uh, iron fist comes to mind because you know obviously finn what's his name isn't a martial artist Finn Jones. Finn Somebody Jones. brought that up to me in the Discord, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about Iron Fist. I'm furious about it. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about Iron Fist, but uh, here a little later. Uh, this this bus scene was fantastic. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. It was a like I don't know. I I I went where the movie wanted me to go because I didn't know, you know if Shang-Chi could fight or whatever, but when it just comes out, I was like, oh shit, okay, he, he can go. Yeah. Yeah. That's good shit. Also, uh, he had awesome jackets. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> Wardrobe department killed it. Yeah, they killed it. <laughs> the legend of the 10 jackets. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I really, really enjoyed that whole sequence, seeing Shang-Chi jump into not just fighting for his own life, but for the life of others. I yeah. really liked. Yeah. Um, and I also, so during that scene, there's a part where Shang-Chi jumps into the driver's seat of the bus because the bus driver gets knocked out. Um, and he starts driving the bus and I'm like, ah, come on. No, Aquafina should drive the bus. And then she drives the bus. I was like, yes, okay, cool. Um, and the so way she awesome. stops it was cool too. Yeah. I, and, and don't get me wrong. Like this scene I had problems with because it was so insane how like, I mean, the bus driver felt like a WWE referee. Like somehow he got knocked out. I don't even really know how. And then he had his headphones on while he was driving the bus, which I don't know if that's a thing. I've never seen that in my entire life. But maybe it's a thing. You got to take the bus, my man. Everybody's wearing headphones, especially the drivers. Um, Well, okay. 
Yeah, I like this scene a lot. This is like really what hooked it in. The choreography was terrific. And what I wanted from this movie was a good martial arts film. And that's what this scene delivered. It set the tone of like, okay, I know what I'm in for. Yeah. Um, and, it set, and it really established Shang-Chi's character because later when we're juxtaposing him with his father, you know, we really see that he wants to save people to the point where when he goes to Macau, his sister says, his America made you soft. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I also even appreciate the dumb Twitch stream guy. Yo, that had my theater in stitches. It was that very was funny. super funny. Yeah. That was a really, really good, uh, uh, like there was a, there, so there's a specific person that that's in my life that came to mind when I saw that scene. I was like, I know someone who would do that. Yeah, sure. So that was, that was, that was good comic relief for that moment. Yeah. You brought up Shang-Chi's sister, um, Xia Ling. And I wanted to talk about her as well. And this is a perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, we get introduced to her at this, essentially what's a, what is a fight club. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, obviously that's a fun scene as well now Shang-Chi is known as the bus boy Very which good. is really funny and I'm sure that there was a like that's a cultural kind of thing as well I got that impression mm. um, it definitely harkened back to the Spider-Man 1 wrestling scene yes yes absolutely the, the, the totality of that scene felt yeah. a lot like that yeah, yeah. Um, we got abomination and wong that was random that was super random to kale's point why couldn't that have been a surprise yeah yeah that was in the trailers i don't remember that (laughs) the trailers did not need that like you don't have to spoil that in the trailer but uh i was super pleased with this because abomination actually looks like his comic book counterpart now and that was awesome yeah, it raised the question to me of like, where the fuck is Abomination been then? This is like a player. So he's actually going to be in She-Hulk, so we'll find out. Ah, this was the I, I, I this was something I super didn't care about. I never, I'm never too crazy about when it really crosses over big time with other Marvel stuff because it always feels like a distraction to something I want to be kind of insulated. Didn't need it. I thought it was yeah. fun, but it, you you could cut that scene, and I don't think the movie is worse. It's a little distracting for me, but that's okay. Uh, but Shang-Chi does step in the ring and he ends up fighting with his own sister, who is an absolute beast. Yeah, uh, she is. Xia Ling puts the, puts the boots on him in, uh, in a pretty cool uh, sequence. And I think the movie does a good job, again, of establishing the emotion of these characters and they feel real. Like mm-hmm. her feelings of abandonment and how that has hardened her, especially being alone with her father and having mm-hmm. to deal with the way he treated her because of the fact that she looks like her mother. Uh, that was all really great and all felt authentic. Mm-hmm. And so when she's, you know, fighting him and she's really trying to kick his ass, you kind of, you understand why she's making this decision, why she doesn't want him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The movie does a really good job of establishing its characters and its motives and, it's all through these flashback scenes. Like we see her training by herself at the temple because you know her, fa- her father won't you know let women train like that or whatever or with yeah. the men, and, she, and he puts all his 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 vicarious faith in his son. Right. Like yep. a man that's been alive for a thousand years, you know he 
makes it seem like one day my son will wear these and I will grow old. Yeah, that's the that's definitely the impression we're meant to get. Yeah. Um, and then we we rock it into a whole new stage of the film when uh, when Wu's uh, Ten Rings Army hops into the fray and uh, they they come for Shang Chi and Xiaoling uh, and they fight on the what what what's that like the, like support beams the, yeah, yeah scaffolding thank you um that was cool at this point i was like okay so we've had like a lot of action scenes back to back um i guess it was good because then after this action scene there's kind of a stretch where there's not one it slows so, down for a good half hour yeah um and that was the part of the movie that i kind of struggled with that's where my struggles began. Like, oof, okay. I loved all that stuff coming up, but the, the fight scene there was really good too. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect, you know, uh, with like, I feel like it would have been very easy for their father to be like, I got to kill you guys now or whatever, you know? Yeah, real easy. Yeah, like it could have been, like he could have been extra villainous, I mean. Yeah. You're not going to join me. Then I'm going to kill you now, which is not what happens. He treats them like a father that has to discipline them. Like when they won't team up with them, he's like, all right, it's going to lock you up then. I'm going to go do this myself. And when, when I get back, our family will be reunited. Right. He also beats them up. He sure does. But we've seen that throughout the movie too. Yeah. Tough love or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a word for it. Yeah, that's a word for it. <laughs> But when they first get together, it's actually kind of going well. And there's that sequence where they're having the dinner. And when Wu explains how the, uh, you know, there was a, 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 an organization that was fabricated named after the Ten Rings. And he gives that whole explanation of essentially what we see in Iron Man 3. Yeah. And certain people, the, the, the people who are really aware, got a kick out of that in my theater. Um, especially when Trevor Flattery uh, or Slattery or whatever. When Ben uh, Kingsley shows up. Yeah, when yeah. Ben Kingsley shows up. I felt like this was kind of extra. Well, I was wondering how you would feel about this because you famously really didn't like how they did the Mandarin thing in Iron Man 3. Yeah. Does this make up for it? No, because uh, I don't believe this was always the plan. And I think they made the Marvel short All Hail to the King to appease the audience of uh, the the part of the audience that was like me and felt disrespected by that. And now they are using that to to leverage how they can, you know, make it all connect. And this was 10 years in the making or whatever. And it's just ridiculous. Um, Yeah, I think of all the characters in this film, that's the one that can go right in the trash. Ben Kingsley. I did not care about him at all. Yeah, he's just like a comic relief kind of presence here. Um, I kind I didn't really mind it. I didn't. I, I wouldn't say I like liked it or whatever. Um, it, it, it ties together with the frustration I have with like kind of forcing a broader Marvel universe into it. Mm. But, and it was shoehorned exposition too. Though I did like him talking about you know all these guys he's had through history or whatever i thought that was really cool that was kind of character establishing but you know at the end of the day it was like a villain monologue almost um 
that 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 part for me was was just fine. I mean, ben Kingsley is a great actor, so at the very least, you know he was good and what he did. But now you could you can say what you will about what he had to do, whether or not that was good. But at least Ben Kingsley was good. Yeah, that character has pretty much no heat for me as far as like I don't really care about them. The one thing I will say is that one of the funniest moments in the movie for me was when that little creature is running around the battlefield and thinks that uh, Trevor's dead. And then he's like, relax, it's just a performance. Come here. And they both play dead together. (laughs) That I love that so much. I thought that was really funny. Uh, One thing, one thing I'll say about Trevor in general, is it actually didn't feel like he overstayed his welcome. Like he would, you know, he was, funny at first and then he had a use and then he just kind of shut up yeah and then he kind of pops up again and that's it yeah outside of that one joke he's really not a factor which is for the best it's not his story at all yeah right we just need his karibo for one second (laughs) yeah there was a way that that becomes grating and annoying and untenable and they didn't they were they were they were smart about it i think yeah Yeah. Um, so that that kind of takes me into the next thing that I was a little bit puzzled by, which was so that so the idea is that they need to go to Talo mm-hmm. and Talo certainly feels like it's supposed to be Kunlun, right? Like, yeah, they, they kind of allude to how there are other mystical planes, that there are other places just like Talo. So I guess that leaves the door open. But I kind of wish they would have just cut the middleman and gone where they wanted to go where they clearly wanted to go um which is kunlun Mm. because this talo feels like that these people have their dragons that they believe in and stuff and they have powers and stuff it just feels like you know but so they need to go there and you can only go one time during the year that was that was what they said right like it's own Mm. the gates open once a year yeah so when uh shang chi goes with the crew um they go and then they're there for some time and then when Wu and his army come so didn't the gate close i guess i guess the idea is that morris the creature knows how <laughs> to do it morris. without the gate being open the i guess the idea being that when the you know when it fluctuates or whatever it's all about the timing and that was how when Wu got in in the first place, and that's why it was so dangerous. I kind of wish this is something I wish the movie would have done more. I wish the journey to Taolo would have been a longer sequence because yeah. the journey to the mystical city—that's a great—that's a great story element, you know. And you could have used this time to really do some of the character building you did, but in that context instead, and it would have felt like a fun kind of adventure sequence. Because it could have been like kind of Indiana Jones like, or the only good part of uh, Rise of Skywalker, which is like when they're on a quest. So, I don't know. Um, that that was just maybe one thing I would have liked to see more because they went they got to Talo pretty quickly. I will say there may have been a hesitancy because that is Iron Fist story. Uh, he he's the one that goes to Kunlun and has this long journey with his parents. Who die on the on the journey? 
Um, is yeah. Kun Loon in the Iron Fist show? Because I already forgot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have a plane crash, and then they have to go survive. His parents don't, and then he is uh, taken in by the the uh, the people of Kunlun. Yeah. Okay. So so that could have been why they didn't do more with that. I could see that. Um, I felt like this kind of this overall movie invalidated Iron Fist, um, but good. that's another story. <laughs> you said good. Fuck right, I did. <laughs> Once they get to Talo, though, this is where I kind of started to like the movie started to drain me even further. I just, I just didn't care. I just didn't care about the mystical creatures flying. You got dragons, all this extra stuff. I just didn't care about it. Um, I get that it's supposed to be partially fantasy. Obviously, these people's powers come from something and somewhere, but you know, it just felt like things just started to get too crazy. Um, I. I liked all the fantasy stuff. I like seeing the Shishi temple, like uh, lion dogs. Those guys were cool. They were fun. Uh, <laughs> liked all that stuff, uh, just fine. Um, my biggest gripe with the movie was the giant action scene where the dragon fights the extra dimensional dragon. I. I it, it, it did not need that at all. Um, Went to the bathroom. I said, I know what's going on in here. In like Marvel movies always do stuff like this. Yep. Super frustrating. It's the same issue I had with Black Panther when it was just like people riding rhinos and charging at each other. It just becomes too grandiose when like the, the story of our characters is what really matters here. Um it should have been just like a direct conflict with Shang-Chi and his father, because that's what the core of this movie was. How it how they handled that with him getting the rings was good enough. I I you know he was redeemed in his in his death and what a cruel death it was, like the soul eaters or whatever. But man, I don't think this movie needed that. Yeah, with the the regard to the fantasy stuff, I think it was a lot at once. Yes. But I do think that it it does a good enough job of putting you back in the emotions that propels the narrative forward more to the conflict with Wenwu. Um, uh, but yeah, it it felt rushed. It was a lot at once, and it felt fast. I don't even dislike that there was a dragon. Like when he goes to the bottom of the water and he sees a dragon, I think that's I think that's actually fine. It's the fact that it turns into like this dragon on dragon fight. It's like, oh my god. Well, when I saw the dragon in the trailer, I was already like, okay, here we go. But there was a theory that it was gonna be Fing Fang Foom. And I was like, okay, it's definitely not gonna be Fing Fang Foom. But if it is. At least that's a dragon of note. You know, at least that's a that's that's a creature who we can attach a name to. We know who it is. Okay, fine. And yeah, also, I, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I wondered if the good one was gonna be um is Shenlong the name of the Dragon Ball Z one? It sure is. Okay. Well, there's a the uh, the Iron Fist gets his powers from the the a dragon on Kudlun. Did you say Shenlong? Was... That's the that's the Japanese the Dragon Ball. 
Dragon Ball name of Shenron. Shenron's the anglicized name. Oh, I well, I didn't know that. Shenlong is also the name, if I remember correctly, of a fake character that was going to be in uh, Street Fighter. Oh yeah, yeah. Shenron right. is the name of Ryu's master. That's right. That people said was unlockable in Street Fighter if you did like ridiculous things that wasn't true. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. So sorry to interrupt you. My point was that well, no, hey, listen, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, you interrupted him first. So yeah, but, but turnabout. I, I thought the good the good dragon was going to be the Iron Fist dragon was was my original point. Aha, got you. Yes, I thought that too, because that's where he gets like the heart of the Iron Fist, right? He's from a yep. dragon. Yeah. Yeah, he hugs the dragon and gets a cool tattoo. <laughs> he hugs the dragon. Um, yeah, it's they always blow these things up too big. And uh, it, it, I don't think it hurt my enjoyment of the film too much because I still very much enjoyed it, but it was excessive to say the least. Yeah. Once there was one dragon, I was like, okay, that's that's a dragon. And then there was another <laughs> dragon. And I just wasn't even really into the idea that uh, when Wu was being like mind messed with to go there. And I don't think they did that very well. No, I like I, I there were it felt like they were playing both sides of it too close. You know, oh, he's crazy. And they showed how he was crazy and. Uh, but also they showed how he was definitely hearing it, but they never showed where it was coming from, you know, to give us that inclination. Right. And also, you know, he saw her dead, right? Like he knows for a fact that she died, right? So why great would point. he even have <laughs> yeah, a question? Great point. That? Yeah, that's a great point. I think you could have found another motive for him to have to go to Talo. You know, maybe he wants revenge because, you know, he, he outlines his point well, where it's like they didn't let us live there. If they yeah. let us live there. We would have we would still be a family. Even I think still, that's motive enough for him to go there. Even still, I didn't think that the what they set up was, you know, completely implausible. I just don't think they executed it very well. I don't either, but I agree that I don't think the movie needed it. I think that. Yeah. Forcing forcing that into the movie was only done to create that final act. And I think you mm -hmm. can get there simplified. You don't need dragons. You don't need any of that. Wenwu has come to conquer once again. He has returned to his conqueror ways and his son is going to stop him. That's it. You That's know, and let it, let it be that. You want to have the, the, the warriors, the ten ring warriors fight against the Talo warriors? Do it up but you don't need the crazy dragons and the other key factor. So they clearly did that because they wanted a way for Wen Wu to pass the torch of the 10 rings to Shang-Chi for them to have that, their last moment be yeah. like a positive one. That's why they did it. But what they ended up doing as a result is taking all the heat out of the movie. I stopped caring. I, yes, I, just, I couldn't care. Main character. Yeah. They killed him off, and now we're fighting with a dragon we just got introduced to five minutes ago that doesn't even have a, a real name. Yep. Yep. That's the whole thing. That's crazy. I can't believe they made that choice. Oh, I absolutely can. <laughs> yeah. It, that was a really misguided decision. I just, I don't know what they thought it was adding. And it's another CGI fest. Listen, these movies yep. are superhero movies. They're going to, there's going to be CGI, but like, 
you you had a chance to not need to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. They had a chance to just let these two fight. And yes, there will be CGI, 10 rings. I get it. But it could be that personal conflict. And That fight was it. cool. The yeah, ring yeah. fight was dope as hell. Yeah. yeah. There's probably, and honestly, I'm just shooting off the cuff here. If you want him to have that positive moment with Shang-Chi where he turns the rings over, what if it's like his own army turns on him because he's like got last second re- like remorse or something where like they connect over their mother and his wife or whatever. And like, that's how he dies. And Shang-Chi gets the rings. He's got to like, stop his like stop his father's army or something yeah like something there's plenty of other ways that you can get where they felt they needed to go that don't involve dragons yeah yeah um this cthulhu dragon like you know he's like this soul eater that is going to destroy the universe or whatever and they deal with him in like 10 minutes well they said okay so this was the thing that i thought was so funny they say if that dragon eats the other dragon, the great protector, then the soul eater will be able to destroy the universe or whatever the the verbiage was. But before that happens, the soul eater can die to Aquafina's uh, arrow. The soul eater can get hit in the throat by Aquafina's arrow, and that turns the tide of the entire battle. You have got to be kidding me. If that's the case, then why don't they all hit him with arrows? Right. That would have been the move. Just arrow him. Like everyone has an arm. Arrow. Yeah, but get no Hawkeye one in there. He's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just was flabbergasted by the decision making in the final act. They took a movie that was otherwise on a great trajectory. And to me, they just nosedived it. And I said at the beginning, I didn't like this movie that much. It's largely due to that. I yeah. felt nothing. I felt nothing. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. The only the only thing that um, I felt something for was when um, Shang-Chi is holding on to his yeah. sister and Xiaoling says, you know, you have you have to let me go. And he's like, I'm not going to leave you again. And that I that I really liked. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think this final act nosedive the film like you do. I, I, I still think I still think. It's my it's in my top three favorite solo Marvel films, clearly. But boy, it could have been the best Marvel movie if it had a better climax. Dude, it's probably in my top three solo Marvel films too, but that's not a high bar because the solo, if you're talking about yeah, origin movies, they're they're pretty bad. You got what Black Panther, Iron Man One, and this. First Avenger. First of you know, yeah. Miles may vary. I don't like that movie very much, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, closing yeah. scenes were fun. No, sure. I, I, I again, I enjoy the the the, the relationship between. Go ahead, kill. Uh, well, I I don't. I was gonna go into the end credits. I don't know if oh, that's what I, you were referencing necessarily, I, but no, that's... I meant like the last scene of the movie before okay, made closing yeah, credits. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say I enjoy the relationship between Simu Liu and Aquafina. Their chemistry on screen mm-hmm. I thought was aces, but. I think the movie leaves them in a confusing space. Are they together or not? Like if there are certain aspects that make it seem like that, she checks him out when he's um, shirtless at the fight club. She, um, you know, puts her, her hand on his hand when they're at the dinner with their friends. At she the rests end. her head on his shoulder when he's moping. Right. But Marvel movies are so, um, you sexless. know, sexless and sanitary yeah. that they can't even kiss when I think that was the implication. Yeah. 
That sucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought about that too. Yeah. And then uh, then they got to go uh, with Wong. They sang karaoke with him. That was fun. That was really funny. That's <laughs> fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the movie. That's the movie. So let's talk I, about the end credits. Oh, go ahead. I, well, I was, I was going to go there. Yeah, I read, I, I saw an interview where uh, Kevin Feige says uh, uh, the end credits for Shang for Shang Chi are going to be are are just like the original Avengers Initiative end credit scene. Yeah, yeah, they are because that's what it is. It's <laughs> it's the dude being recruited to the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I felt nothing for that really. Captain Marvel and uh, Bruce Banner. It's whatever. Same thing. I I'm a sucker for those kinds of things. I love them. I think they're they're phenomenal. But uh, this one didn't really add much. You know, it gives you the idea that the Ten Rings have an owner that is not the, the, their origins are not on Earth, and they, this might be a problem. I'm down for that. If they're gonna make Shang Chi like relevant to the plot of the overall story going forward. Sure. I absolutely want to see more of the character, but was this like a brilliant um, post-credit scene as far as post-credit scenes go? No. Any I idea hype for anything. Yeah. Any idea on whose rings they may be? No, I don't particularly care. <laughs> to be <laughs> frank, I haven't really thought about it yet. Yeah. Maybe Fin Fang Foom. It'd be cool if he was a an actual player. It won't happen, but it would be cool. Yeah. And then the last scene, we see his sister taking over the Ten uh, Rings organization. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Honestly, like, so, okay, she took it over. Is she going to be her dad? Is she not going to be her dad? Um, I don't know. That's fodder for a another movie but <laughs> shang chi too right but i don't care about that right now and also um we just saw him fighting the 10 rings so why would i want to see that again great question because there the girls say, I guess. this time there were some guys in there but there were mostly girls you're right girl was, ninjas yeah. whoa all that means is that shang chi is going to get his ass beat for the two hours of the movie yep and he might like it. I doubt it. Not for that reason, but that part. What this movie taught me, guys, is that a Dragon Ball movie could work. Yo, there were. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, he could play Goku. He wouldn't yeah. be a terrible Goku. Yeah. He was, he was legit. Why not? Yeah. Honestly, Aquafina could be Bulma, too. No. Sorry. Mm. No, I think so. Bulma super crash in the beginning. Yeah, but that's that's not the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there were there was a cool moment where he does like a a Kamehameha, yeah. which was sick. That was a I can't believe that happened in a Marvel movie. Like that was nuts. That's unreal, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So that was cool, and. uh once I saw that, I was like, okay, I can't hate this movie no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah. Must be Anytime. nice. So, I, haven't in, 
I haven't enjoyed anything since 2008. Uh-huh. Final thoughts. I really like this movie a lot. In light of the criticism I levied at the third act and some things in the first act, I think the overarching story was good. I think the characters were great and strong. And honestly, I'm just a sucker for a good martial arts movie. There's a scene where he's training with his aunt and they're just like, I, I made me realize like I love training sequences a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially in like martial arts movies. That was really cool too. Um, I was just a real sucker for this movie. Um, and I went into it knowing I was going to complain about stuff, but it's a Marvel movie. And a lot of them I have complaints about. So overall, I think this was like a solid, you know, eight out of 10. I, man, I wanted to enjoy this and I, I just couldn't, couldn't get there. Um, I, f- I feel like I know why now um, after, you know, we've talked about it, but it just wasn't, it wasn't enough for me. Um uh, and maybe because it was a Marvel movie, I, I don't know. But um, I, you know, I I would appreciate less of a car commercial. Hmm. You're gonna get that um, in a big budget movie. Um, but um, yeah, the performances were great. You know, I'll show up for Michelle Yeoh. It doesn't matter what she's in, and um, yeah, the action was incredible. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's a high end of the rating scale, six, six and a half. The one other thing I wanted to point out, I talked about payoffs, like them being people that park cars for a living. Like there was a point to that. There was a purpose to that other than it being mm. fun. It made her like, she was good at driving. Right. And that really yeah. came in handy twice in the movie. So like, that was fun. things had re- like a lot of things that happened had reasons behind why they did it. And I really appreciated that from like a film structure standpoint. I agree with all that. That's the thing about it. Like, I think there were so many smart things done with this movie. I think there were unique things done, unique to Marvel. And I think that, um, you know, it, it's ambitious in a lot of ways, but I just feel like it it's crushed under the weight of a third act that's just not propped up by anything. And a second act that I think is a little bit dreary at times. Um, and I'm not against long f- periods of talking by any means, but I just, I don't know. Some of that stuff was just hard to get through, but, um, I think the movie has merit. I understand why people like it so much. I'm very glad that it was a success, regardless of what I think about the quality. Um, it's cool that people showed up for this one in the way that they have. And, uh, that's, that's awesome. I'm happy to have Shang-Chi as a member of the MCU. They've christened him an Avenger in a recent trailer. So he's an Avenger now. And that's all great. The acting was tremendous. The choreography was amazing. And it sucks that we won't see more Wenbu, presumably. Maybe flashbacks down the line. But I think this movie has some problems that force it for me to be not what it could have been. So I'm going to say like a, I'm going to, I'm going to say a seven, which is probably me being a little generous in between. Yeah. So that's going to do it for our review of Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. We definitely want to know what you thought about this one. So uh, 
leave us a comment wherever you're listening and while you're thinking about us leave us a follow a rating or a review and if that happens to the youtube subscribe for free like the video and share it with your friends make sure you listen to our main show the comics files which drops every single monday we're talking about the characters you love and all the different places that you can find them and we're doing news commentary about all the stuff that's happening with them so you don't want to miss out on that with that being said we're the comics files signing off until next time take care guys see you next movie